Welcome to CooperCast Go Ask Al, episode number nine. This is your host, Al's podbagger, John Sachs. Al answers questions about which song he is most proud of, about live recordings, the great Jimmy Reed, the elusive box set, questions from a horse race fellow, the music of the 60s, and what is at the top of Al's memory bank. As always, after each of Al's answers, Nilly the dog adds a brief comment. Dave says, of all the songs you've written, which one do you feel most proud of? I like the modern adventures of Plato, Diogenes, and Freud. From the from Child is Father to the Man? Yeah, I think that's a really good song. So Deconk, from the world of horse racing, has five questions. Holy mackerel. Number one, wondering if Al recorded any of his live shows over the years, the 20-piece band he had when promoting You Never Know Who Your Friends Are, or any of the funky faculty shows at BB. Yes, all of them. So they're all out there. Well, I mean, well, there's a, a really good double album called Soul of a Man. And, and I think the stuff that I used on the box set uh, that was live was probably from that. Mm. So uh, I don't know if you can get it anymore. Soul of a Man? Yeah. But if you can, you know, you can go on those things online and see if anybody will make you a copy or something. I'm sure that I'm sure they wouldn't part with it if you couldn't get it anymore. Well, we'll have to go, maybe we'll do an episode on Soul of a Man, and you can talk about the different live shows that that was based on. Then I'll have to listen to it again. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Any shot, the tribute to Jimmy Reed in New York, Al played with Ron Wood and Mick Taylor, will ever be released? I have no idea. I was just a sideman. Okay. I didn't have anything to do with it. Uh, what's his face? Ron Wood called me and asked me if I would play for three nights with him at this club. And I said, uh, is there a rehearsal? He said, yes, the afternoon before the first show. And I said, uh, how am I going to remember these songs? He said, it's a tribute to Jimmy Reed. I said, oh, no problem. I'm not sure about this, but I think... The time that I saw you guys in the Blues Project at we Central Park. We did play Park, with Jimmy Reed. You played with Jimmy Reed. and We did. It was mine, both shows. I mean, there are you guys, like, you know, the new generation coming on with all these instruments, and it was phenomenal, and then Jimmy Reed just comes up. No, no, it was the other way around. He, he opened. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, he... It was just him and I think his wife playing bass. I don't even know if they had No, his wife didn't play bass. She sang backup. Okay, but it was just Jimmy and maybe one... No, he had a a bass player and a a drummer. Okay, but he was... Folks, if you haven't haven't heard Jimmy Reed, go go look him up. He was... So good. So great. Better take out some insurance on me, baby. (laughs) I'm curious to know how close we are to the box set. Of unreleased? Um, I have no idea. I keep changing it every day because 
they take so long to clear everything. Let me just ask you a question. Um, when it comes to clearing rights, do you have to... If I knew, I would clear it. No, what I'm saying, does clearing rights mean that you pay in advance or that you make a deal that they you get... make a deal. ...that they get a piece of the action? Yeah. Okay. Um. Ever, hear, ever hear from Steve Alamo? Yes. We have a um, an ongoing uh, telephone relationship, and we talk about, I think... At least four times a year. Well, this guy Deconk is in the horse racing world, and he says he hasn't seen Steve at the track lately. I don't think Steve is running around town while the pandemic is going on. Probably wise. Okay. And number five is not a question from Deconk, but his statement. If you ever go to South Florida, please allow me to name a... I don't go anywhere. Yeah, all right, but let me finish because you're going to like it. If you ever go to South Florida, please allow me to name a race in your honor, and you're guaranteed a suite for the day. Oh, and an afterthought, best wishes, thanks for the good karma and vibes. My 21-year-old daughter and her friends remain some of your biggest fans. So there. This is like a big philosophical thing, okay? Uh-oh. Sodux says, I was born in 1947. I was exposed to all kinds of music, rock, blues, folk, soul, surf, whatever was out there. The artists I listened to were influenced by all these genres. Accordingly, these varied influences were reflected in their music. As a result, we got new and creative sounds from artists that we'd never heard before. Nowadays, we don't have the originality and creativity, nor the variety of the music that came from the street and not corporate offices as it does today. Is the creativity of the 60s and 70s gone forever? Are we ever going to hear interesting creative music again, or should we just be happy that we were around when the music of the 60s and 70s was created? Well, you should definitely be happy you were around. Right. Because nothing like that is going on. Okay. And I don't relate to um, hip-hop. Right. Rap and all that. Uh, that. That is done... To replace the music that I like. Mm. So that's why I don't like it. Yeah. Although um, I have made a substantial amount of money from people sampling uh, uh, music that I wrote. Yeah, and using it. And, and uh, don't ask me, you know, who did what, because mm -hmm. I don't know that. But I know I got some giant checks. Well, it's nice that they at least... No, they don't have a choice. It's the law. Right, right. This one guy actually sent a check for $60,000, and he said, I'm just telling you right now, this is the only check you're going to get. Yeah. So don't try and get more. It, I said, well, I'll take the 60000 Thank you very much. You don't have to send any more. Is that so? That's a one-time fee. He does. It's not based. It's not on a sales. fee. It's a. It was an advance. An advance. Okay. Hmm. I can't remember. You know anybody's name in that genre, but but uh, he was a big guy. Now this is a related kind of a question. Uh, it's a little vague, but I thought it was interesting. From September, sixteen six nine. That's the first part of the email address, September 1669. 
Is there one moment or maybe a couple that stand out in your life as at the top of your memory bank, whether it be playing on stage or in the studio or backstage at a bar or smoking and joking with friends on a riverbank or on a beach, or a spiritual moment writing or playing or listening to someone else's music, a particular moment that personally tied things together and remains in your mind as an important moment in your life that stands alone in your personal reflections <laughs> as one of those moments that you could share with us. Well, I've shared it a thousand times, which was uh, the thing that stands out in my mind was uh, playing on Like a Rolling Stone. Right. Because, uh, you know, who knew? Who knew, yeah. And it became such a, a giant thing on its own, mm. you know, without me, right. that uh, I just sort of, you know, tagged along. I, um, somebody wrote in and said, could Al tell the Rolling Stones story again? And then he put in parentheses, just joking, because you have told it so many times. But then again, for you, it does. But better than that, yeah. it's told so well in my book. It's told so well. Folks, if you haven't read Al's book, it's right on the website. Get the or book go to a read. library and read the part about like a Rolling Stone and leave. Yeah, well, we have two episodes where you tell the story on one of these podcasts. Um, I'm, I'm so surprised. This has been CooperCast, Go Ask Al, episode number nine, brought to you by the music of the 60s. Look for more episodes coming up and subscribe at Apple, Spotify, or just about anywhere, and tell your friends.